Welcome, everyone, to the Pop Culture Podcast by Fantastic Geek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. You might notice the Pop Culture Podcast by Fantastic Geek. That is because we are doing kind of a hybrid here today. What with the final season of Marvel's Runaways in the chamber, beginning on uh, Hulu, all of the 10 episode uh, third season launching on Friday, December 13th, as well as Cloak and Dagger having been canceled, not renewed for a third season. And indeed, Pete, we will start with the Cloak and Dagger news there. Uh, I think that when we were podcasting season two, watching the ratings on the decline, uh, I think that the the possibility of season two being it was always there. That said, um, you know, maybe we're a little outside the bubble. Maybe we were more objective. Maybe we were more negative. I don't know. But I know when news came down that Freeform was not going to continue with a third season, and indeed that there appeared to be no swooping in of, you know, but it's moving to Hulu, but it's moving to Disney+, Plus, whatever it might be. Uh, it seemed that uh, the actors, seemed to Joe Pekowski, the series uh, creator and showrunner, that they were all somewhat shocked and certainly emotionally gutted. I know that we weren't surprised. The writing has been on the wall for a while now with Marvel television and particularly the product's and the productions begun under Jeff Loeb. And now that he seems headed for other pastures and that Marvel Studios bringing TV back under their umbrella and these projects that are uh, in the works for Disney Plus, most notably Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, uh, etc., really kind of transitioning. Um that said, the way they had ended their second season certainly gave a possible direction, but could be construed as their finale. We know that we're going to see them, however, in Marvel's Runaways, so perhaps some closure? Yeah, I think, you know, there's this secretive side to Marvel television, to the waning department that is Marvel television. Uh, you know, could they have maybe gone for a little more of the bounce at the end of season two to really say, and we are headed to, uh, to runaways because clearly just when you line up when that, uh, season two finale of cloak and dagger came out, production was certainly underway for runaways. So those in the know would have known that you could have, you know, maybe had some sort of marketing push or, or something like that, but secrecy, secrecy winning the day. I know that, you know, the everybody involved with Cloak and Dagger was proud, particularly of the second season, uh, talking about issues like trafficking and uh, drug use, things of that sort. And they should be proud of that, uh, you know, tackling those topics on TV. I don't know that always the topics as fodder for, you know, a serial storyline always landed with us. And indeed, you know, the ratings did decline, so we weren't alone in that. But certainly they were ambitious in their attempt. That's the word I was going to use. They were ambitious. And there was a very high and noble aim instead of here is superhero stuff. This guy can teleport and make things disappear. And this girl can shoot daggers of light. They really took the source material and 
I mean, I know that the comic is not that simplistic and not trying to take aim at that, but to do this for the first time ever in a live action venue, really with this noble goal of making it something more important instead of your standard superhero fare. And they had the right network in free form to allow them to do that. Um, you know, you think back to the, the first season and addressing the issues of uh, race and, you know, police overreach. And then, as you said, the, the issues in the second season, who knows what they might have been circling for a third season. The show always always had something to say. It always did it stylistically. And I think looking back, that will be its legacy. So, Pete, just as you know, the series now has ended with them getting on the bus, leaving town. I can only assume that that is going to be the entry point, whether it was uh, scripted that way or not, but that'll be the entry point for Cloak and Dagger to show up on Runaways season three. Uh, I certainly don't have a sense of how many episodes they're going to be in for. I kind of would be a little disappointed if it was less than an episode or two. I know I was not always the biggest cheerleader for cloak and dagger as a series but these are solid characters and if you're going to do the big mashup let it not be some passing thing i mean we're in waning days of marvel tv we're down to um, runaways and agents of shields season seven which we're told is going to be sometime summer 2020 don't know if that'll get moved up they're they're done with post-production there um so as far as goodbyes and handoffs and anything like that what you get is really what you get certainly i'm interested to see how this uh season of runaways is going to unfold all the episodes dropping on hulu on december 13th uh it strikes me too pete that it is uh it's a rare thing even with the amount of tv being chugged out from everywhere uh lately the fact that we had season one november 2017 season two december 2018 and now season three december 2019 uh you know 10 years ago that would not be a big deal nowadays you know the fact that we've gotten on a steady release schedule once a year um albeit with a 13 months between season one and two but that was also released somewhat weekly like the fact that we've gotten the show once a year for three years that's nice too it's not kind of one of these things where it goes away for 18 months and you say wait what happened with the church of gaborum at the very end of season two no it's you know it's it's as immediate as last year yeah really kind of an old style tv model in this streaming era and what strikes me so they got three seasons okay all all uh all of the other Marvel properties that are not agents of shield that were lucky enough to, to go three daredevil and Jessica Jones. That's it. You got two seasons out of iron fist. You got two out of Luke cage. You got two out of cloak dagger cloak and dagger. You got two out of, um, agent Carter and then, Hey, stay, take a step back there and humans, we don't even acknowledge you anymore. Um, we'll try Pete to parse out what might be in store for this season by looking at some of the episode titles. Now it is interesting, at least on Wikipedia, the first three titles are in, uh, a confirmed episodic order. And then from there, there's this footnote 
unnumbered episodes are currently ordered based on the credit date of the WGA West website. So subject to shuffling here, but the, the first episode is called Smoke and Mirrors. The second episode is called The Great Escape. And the third is called Lord of Lies. Pete, looking at Smoke and Mirrors, I mean, could we get Cloak and Dagger as soon as 301? I mean, it's certainly a possibility. Um, I think, too, I mean, this is a show has a little bit of a special place in my heart that I, I came to it knowing just a little bit about the comic. And I really, really enjoy one can argue this outstrips what they've done in the comics, uh, breathing life into these characters, changing them up a little bit, I would argue for the better. Um certainly beloved amongst their hardcore fans and it's got a place now in this marvel cinematic universe that you know all told with all these other shows by the time it's over will have been you know close to 400 episodes and you think with the beginning in 2013 to where we are at the end of 2019 to have that as a legacy to be part of that not such a bad thing. And I mean, for this show to run 33 episodes, that's no that's no small feat either, particularly against the backdrop of decline in output from Marvel TV, shift from Disney in terms of, you know, where it's going to put its uh, most of its priorities. I mean, obviously, Disney Plus still the new shiny, uh, expensive toy to play with. But, you know, whether or not... Um, a runaways if it was being developed today whether or not it would be a disney plus or hulu you really kind of sense like this is the kind of show that still might get made it's just against that larger situation of you know what what disney inc wants to get out of marvel for a streamer that has changed since you know since way back when of you know two and a half years ago when the show first started filming so for it to kind of have made its way through that that gauntlet, I think that's to the credit of the series as well. It is. And it's not their fault. There's been this shift. OK, we're we're in a connected universe, but we're not going to allow the other side to play with these things. I mean, it was always great when we would get a Oh, there's a there's a Captain America reference. There's there's they just said Tony Stark. I I got that reference. But now with the move with Feige and Disney Plus bringing shows there, which are really going to be more scaled down cinematic operations, less so than they are going to be TV. Um, you know, you're talking about bigger budgets. You're talking about bigger contracts. You're also talking about selling that streamer. Marvel TV is not in the business, nor is Marvel in general, of selling Hulu subscriptions or especially now not Netflix subscriptions, despite having all the content they produce there still there. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's the unfortunate fallout of corporate reality. But again, that we got this comic property that I think a lot of people never imagined we would get to see in live action form. 
about a month ago, six weeks ago, there was an interview that uh, series creators and showrunners Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage had with The Hollywood Reporter and uh, kind of reflecting on their career. And little mention was made of Runaways, but they did make comments kind of th- to the effect of how they had started out, you know, small as, as all careers uh, do, but, you know, started out bang out of the gate with the OC for Josh Schwartz, et cetera, and kind of how they had recently felt that things had gotten too big. I think there was some anecdote where they went, they went on the set of, of one of their shows and it was not runaways, but one of their shows and like no one knew who they were. Uh, and they're like, this is not how we want to run things. We want to be able to, you know, where we know everybody there and they know us. And it's kind of one big family, not we sit at a desk and go, you go make this. Tell me when there's, you know, an, a rough cut of an edit, you know, I don't need to be there for filming or casting. And da, 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 da. So I mentioned it just because, it seemed like they wanted to get out of the massive corporate entity that many showrunners can be in across many things. Again, they were not calling out Marvel, Marvel TV, et cetera. Um, but I think that they kind of have moved on career-wise. It's not to say that they weren't involved with this season, but I think that it was like, for them too, it was like, you know, they were ready to move on to something else, Um as indeed the series is. Pete, let me throw three more episode titles at you. Again, this is the segment that it might be in order, it might not be. Right of Thunder, Enter the Dreamland, and Merry Meet Again. If we haven't met Cloak and Dagger in the first three, it's got to be Dreamland, or it's got to be Meeting Again, or something <laughs> like that, right? You know what? Keep them there for all ten. Make them part of the cast. Uh, everybody overwhelm them with uh you know watches and social media mentions and force them to bring these characters back in some way shape or form and not for nothing like the show was upfront in having less of the presence of the parents in season two and when season three was ordered uh i don't remember the, the exact particulars but it was like hey they're only going to recur a little bit because the kids have grown up. The kids are now, you know, they've kind of overcome their parents, et cetera. Some of the cast members certainly not returning. Uh, I'm looking at you, actor Kip Pardue, who is apparently a pig. Uh, not on, he was not on this yeah. show, but I think he had a, a big hand in bringing himself uh, away from this cast and <laughs> probably away from much employment for the foreseeable future, but. I just mentioned that uh, just to say natural evolution of the show. You have all these parents who now, you know, who were taking up a certain amount of story time when the story called for it. Now there's less there. You still do have the big cast of, you know, the kids plus the dinosaur. But there is kind of, as you sit and go, oh, man, how are we going to do 45 minutes times 10? You can bring in two more characters and have different dynamics and and whatnot. Uh, Pete, four more episodes, one of them. The final episode, Devil's Torture Chamber, Left Hand Path, The Broken Circle, and last on this list, anyway, Cheat the Gallows. Uh, I dare say, Pete, Cheat the Gallows would be a pretty good series finale in which you have (laughs) the end to be continued or the end for now, that kind of Marvel ending where it's the end for now. They had to have some idea what with all the Netflix stuff, getting the axe at this time last year, understanding the way it would go. I mean, the only two that hadn't been cut by this point were Jessica Jones and The Punisher. And it was essentially, well, once they come out, that will be acknowledged. And then they simultaneously announced 
they were done. Um, but again, I, I'm just so excited to see this cast. Uh, you keep mentioning the dinosaur, just so we're clear, not a real actor. <laughs> well, uh, I tell you, Pete, the way we have the practical effects, the digital effects, and the way the actors emote around the, 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 the character of Old Lace, I, that's, why, that's why Old Lace feels like a real character, because Pete, she is. We were unfortunately unable to attend the uh, New York Comic Con panel that was just Runaways um, in October. And for me, that kind of felt like the end there, that they had gone. You know, we've tracked all these Marvel TV shows at their zenith. And, you know, over the past two years, we've seen it decline precipitously. To the point where next year, despite that Hellstrom's still hanging on, Matt, uh, it's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and that'll probably be it. And then this changeover to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, probably by next fall, that we'll be watching that. So, you know, these, these shows got it started. There's always going to be a place for them that... Uh, season one of Runaways is on Disney Plus. Seasons one and two are on Hulu. Uh, eventually, all residing there. It, it's another thing in the backlog. Uh, they're connected. They matter. Uh, they they served a purpose. And I, for one, am super excited to see what kind of way they're allowed to end. Yes, this a season where I. Can... I feel like they must have known you need to write something that can serve as a series finale. Uh, this is a season that's going to have Elizabeth Hurley as Morgan Le Fay, the powerful sorceress of the Dark Dimension. So, again, you know, having that kind of mystical element there suits not only uh, our characters and Runaways, but also the inclusion of the Cloak and Dagger characters as well. So... Hopefully this will be a strong season. Hopefully this will be a season that leaves us wanting more, even if it's going to you know, not continue in its current form. And uh, as for that Marvel panel, Pete, part of me almost feels like in, our, in the larger aesthetic of you know, it being the final Marvel TV panel, likely at New York Comic Con, it being certainly, or all but certainly, Jeff Loeb's final uh, New York Comic Con panel, you know, our schedule being what it was and we couldn't be there, it's kind of like our own little mini, you know, Marvel, the end to be continued because it's like we weren't there to see the ending. So it's not really the ending, is it? It, it is and it isn't. I mean, we try to love all of our podcast children evenly, but sometimes difficult decisions are made. And, you know, I don't know who was thinking with the way that they scheduled and the when that they scheduled that. But for me, not having begun a goodbye there to get these 10 episodes and to do this beginning Friday, December 13th and to lead into the holiday season and lead into a new year, there's going to be a feeling of finality to it. But I'm grateful for it. I'm glad that we got it. I'm a fan of the show. I think there are a lot of people who are into it and who have enjoyed it and We've gotten a great ride. Let's see how they finish up. 
we will be, of course, podcasting uh, season three in pretty rapid order. Uh, this season, a slight difference just in terms of podcasting other things like The Mandalorian, also trying to fit in, you know, some holiday cheer during the holiday season. So, of course, that first episode is going to come uh, the day it launches, Friday, December 13th. Uh, episode 302 will be Sunday, December 15th. And then from there, I would just suggest... The listeners can check uh, fantasticgeek.com or I'm going to try and remember to put a link in each podcast description to our schedule. Uh, it certainly is multiple episodes a week. Sometimes it's, you know, as recent as one day after the next. We kind of wanted to get in as many as possible before uh, before the end of December. Uh, kind of, I think that two-week sweet spot is a time, you know, where where we can be podcasting it, but also people aren't feeling like, you know, oh, I could binge it all. You know, how do I keep up with the podcast or why is the podcast keeping up with me? But, you know, check out that schedule. The goal is that ultimately, uh, you know, 310 by the, uh, by, by Thursday, January 2nd. And, um, you know, and then we'll start to say goodbye to runaways. I mean, podcasting a, a streaming show that drops all at once. We've, we've definitely seen data, as far as how that works and there's the water cooler type of discussion but with this it's more a did you see the whole season oh what did you think about the end or how about episode six or what have you but we're going to be with you for every episode the same as we have been so consult that schedule on fantastic geek we'll see if we can't put that up on uh, twitter and maybe pin that as well so you have access to that send us your feedback your comments etc etc uh, those loyal listeners and viewers that have been with us for those first two seasons and uh, give them a, a proper uh, going away here. Absolutely. So, Pete, definitely looking forward to watching and podcasting that first episode this Friday the 13th. Hope the people will share their thoughts via our various contacts, which we will share in a moment. But first, Pete, this mountain we're about to climb for not only talking about runaways but continuing to talk about star trek short treks god friend of me watchmen uh all made possible by the people who support us on patreon.com slash fantastic geek in a year the sixth in a row in which we've already surpassed a previous high the year before for podcasts this is the 166th that fantastic geek will put out this year and, and more coming uh, all the more vital that we have the support of our patrons to patreon.com slash fantastic geek takes just a dollar a month to get access to exclusive podcast content that quarter per week that helps us bring you this and Watchmen and the Mandalorian and Star Trek Picard and everything else that we do across 19 podcast feeds so thank you for helping us keep the lights on as the bills come due here in the holiday season. So Pete, as we rev up to talk about runways, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-10,915 followers, can't be wrong. And while I am personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast, comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek with a PH, all one word, like it today. Well, Pete, for those listening on the Cloak and Dagger feed, time to close that chapter. Sadly, for those listening on the Runaways feed, we will be back on Friday. And certainly, if you're listening to this on the Cloak and Dagger feed, 
hop on over to Runaways, see what Cloak and Dagger have been, uh, been up to. Let us know what you think about these episodes. But Pete, I will now say adios to all the listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you soon. Yeah.